Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the TNJ Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the TNJ Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at TNJ Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the TNJ Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh, the J Man. It is time for the Tan and J-Man Show. I'm your co-host, Josh Munt. Sitting next to me is the T-Dog. Hi. How you doing? Good. Pretty good. A little Blink-182 in the intro because it's episode 182. You chose from their worst album. I, I like that <laughs> tune and that was already in my computer, so I wasn't going to mess around with it. Always a critic, aren't you? Always That's a right. Aren't, aren't you glad I'm back? Oh, that's just the greatest. <laughs> this episode, as it is every week, is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. Coming soon, it's not coming soon because it's here, <laughs> is The Damn Smoke, although they uh, sell out... Uh, pretty quickly i know the ribs the ribs sell out really quickly so you still haven't done that yet i have not i need to do it maybe this weekend i've said that say that every every week uh, every week um but it's available on the weekends and features barbecue and steaks in addition you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap including a constant rotation of today's best micro brews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made Using fresh ingredients, take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boat or wheels. The Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I assume that is their uh, number right there that you wrote yep. on the uh, paper. It is 574-223-8950. Uh, taco break is open. I said last week that I uh, hit up taco break and got some uh, buffalo chicken tacos. <laughs> delicious <laughs> tacos yeah good stuff all all around yes so sir give, give I them love a the call food. i'm not sure when their dining room is opening up yeah i'm not sure either i um, don't know if it's gonna be this week or not but um give them a call go get some food you won't be disappointed that's right well jay man we got uh episode seven and eight of the last dance to recap tonight we got the nfl schedule came out last week we're gonna hit on that a little bit got a few other things a few other fun topics to talk about. But uh, the birdie bogey this week revolves around the last dance, like kind about of every week they have been. Um, you know, what What made me think about this question last night was even in the season Michael Jordan played for in the White Sox minor league system, the Bulls had three NBA All-Stars. Who was the Bulls' first NBA All-Star post-Michael Jordan? First NBA All Star post Michael Jordan, like in '98, after like, he retired. After after, after he retired he's done, for good, done, done for the Bulls. Who was the Bulls' first All Star <sighs> after Jordan? Man, they had some really bad teams in that span. But you got to think sometimes though, bad teams. You might have a player that's decent <clears throat> even for a year and could get selected. There, one guy popped into my mind immediately, and that's probably who I'm going to end up having to well, go don't with. Say it uh, right now. I'm glad you said that because I did about blurt it out. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, that's a that's a good question there. Uh, T dog, you the expect anything different? You know, I good question? never know what to expect. Okay, fair enough. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. And their CSA boxes start this week, this week through October. And what's in the box this week, you might ask? Well, they got lettuce heads, salad mix, radishes, carrots, kale, rhubarb, and asparagus. 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 So now you can finally say it. It is time to get your veggies. (laughs) That was was impressive. (laughs) You were hanging on that one for a while. Ready to be uh, educated on this day? Yes, I always look forward to this segment. On this day in 330. What? Yeah. Constantinople becomes the capital of the Roman Empire. All right. On this day in 1959, Yankee catcher Yogi Berra's airless streak of 148 games ends. 148 games? It's pretty good for a catcher. It's really good. Um, I mean, catchers don't commit a ton of errors because, like, pass balls aren't really considered errors. Yeah. Mainly just throwing errors or something. So, But still, 148 games, that's a long time. On this date in 1963, Sandy Koufax threw his second career no-hitter. He was a good one. Yes, he retired fairly early, too. On this day in 1972, the Giants traded Willie Mays to the... I didn't know he played for another team. Mets. I thought he played for the Giants' still career. For so. pitcher Charlie Williams. Learning stuff today. In cash. Hmm. 1972 on this date, Stanley Cup final played at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Can you name who won? So the the Rangers were in it. The Rangers were in it, but did they win it? I'm going to say yes. No, they did not. Boston Bruins. In 1977, Ted Turner, founder of CNN, TBS, all that, he managed a game for the Atlanta Braves. He was something else, man. Big money Ted. Yes. He is something else to this day. On this date in 1980, Peter Rose, also known as Pete <laughs> Rose, 39 years old, stole second, third, and home in one inning for the Phillies. He had quite the skill. He corked his bat, though. Did you hear that this I week? I did hear that this week. That might hurt his uh, even <laughs> <laughs> if his if it's, even more. If his Hall of Fame case can't it get is, any worse, uh, yeah, that doesn't, it. Uh, it doesn't help. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, that's a depressing one. I'm going to skip over that one. Appreciate that. We don't need um, any negative, depressing vibes. Yeah, it's about a bunch of people dying. So uh, yeah, let's not do that. One. In 1988, what you're looking at? I it. can't see. I can't <laughs> see it. I honestly can't. Who see recorded it. the fastest Indianapolis 500 lap at 221 miles an hour? 88. I don't know. In 1988. I don't know. I've heard of this fella. Mario Andretti. I was going to say it was one of the Andrettis. I don't know which one. Marco, <laughs> Mario. Uh, let's see Michael. here. Huh. 1990, the New York Yankees traded Dave Winfield to the Indians. Or Indians. Angels. Sorry. Screwed that up. <laughs> um, 1996, Al Leiter no-hitted no <laughs> the Colorado Rockies. Just had to throw that one in I there, did, just because I saw uh, Colorado. Um, on this date in uh, 2008, the uh, PGA Players Championship was played. Who won that one? 2008? Yes. Players Champion? 
Uh, let's go with um, oh, 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 um, um, KJ Choi. Incorrect. <laughs> Sergio Garcia. Okay. That was over Paul Goidos. Yes. Yep. Sudden death playoff. Yep. That's right. I remember watching that. Last one on this date in 2014, the PGA Players Championship was played. Can you name who won that one? 2014? Yes. Ricky won it in 15. Fourteen. That was the first eight-figure purse in golf, with the winner's share of one point eight million. Um, I'm gonna go with Matt Kuchar, Martin Kama. <sighs> okay. Beat Jim Furyk. I think I think Kuchar was twelve or thirteen. I think he might have been twelve. Twelve, actually. Solid guesses, though. Yeah, good good tournament. That was back when it was in May before it moved to back to March. It was in March for a while, then it moved to May, then it moved back to March. And, of course, this year, it was they played one round of uh-huh. that. I was going to say, with that's... With fans. With fans. Yeah, that's right, when everything uh, yep. started that popping. Was that week. Yeah. That was uh, the last time we've had a ton to talk about, really, without having to make up lists and different things. The lists will keep on coming. Yes, but, <laughs> but there's some baseball news on the horizon, possibly. Yes, but first, who is on this day uh, sponsored oh, by? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Josh. Uh, how could I forget that? On this day is sponsored by Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all of your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815. So the Major League Baseball owners have approved a proposal for resuming the uh, 2020 season. Now it's up to the players to uh, pass it. Um, I don't know if they will or not. I know some players have gone on Twitter saying they will probably vote no. Um, just, I mean, you got to think of their safety first and all that, of course. Um, but the plan is to start the season, uh, 4th of July weekend, play 82 games. And I didn't really read the specifics, but I think it's all going to be regional. Uh, all the games are going to be, I just saw 82 games, no fans, home stadiums. That's all I home stadiums. Okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do the schedule because it, it would get stale if you're just playing your own division mm-hmm. i mean if you playing 82 games against the four other teams in your division that just get extremely stale well really though um we just got to be grateful and thankful if any sports come back in any form mm-hmm. because i doubt we're gonna see even if we see college football and nfl full schedule it's probably gonna be with no fans or if there are fans it's gonna be a fourth or a half of stadiums so uh-huh. we're not gonna have a normal sports season i don't think in any league this year so, um, Dr. Fauci said today, I'm so sick of um, hearing news reports, but go for it. That, please. um, if we're at the same spot we are now come September, uh, it will be very difficult to have a football season. I think if we're in the same spot, we are to September. Something went wrong. Really big problems. Yes. I mean, I agree. really bad. hundred percent. I'm not a doctor. Do no. I, do, do I look like a doctor? I'm not going to discriminate. Um, that's a good point. Uh, you know my mental capacity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I'll get on board with that one. 
Don't want to get inside your brain. No one does. Scary. Scary place. But uh, but I'm just trying to be hopeful. I mean, you're 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 an optimist by nature, dude. If I um, if I it's it, it's hard right now to stay positive. It really is every day. But you know what I always say: there's optimists and then there's realists, and I'm a realist. We know, we know. <laughs> uh, but I miss football so Fo- much. This hasn't even affected football, though. I know well, football I season was over. Love football, and I miss football. We'd be I, in the exact same spot. I love football. If nothing was we'd going have mini on, mini camps anymore. right now. Is that one mini camp? Mini camps will actually probably be over by now. I don't know. They're shortly after the draft. But anyways, I've been watching old games on YouTube a lot lately. Just whatever I can find. I've been watching a lot of highlights of stuff on YouTube as well. Marquee Network's done um, like a mystery game every night. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to go back. I yep. saw a few games that I've been at actually. Uh, when the Cubs beat uh, Clayton Kershaw back in 2015, Brian's first career two-homer game. I was at that game. I was looking for myself on TV. Didn't find yourself? Didn't find myself, no. Yep, so I've been watching some old Purdue games and Broncos games. and It is getting kind of old watching uh, games you've already watched, though. So. Some of those, though, I, I watched the 2001 Rose Bowl. And I knew Purdue <laughs> lost. I remember kind of watching it live when I – Hadn't watched it since. I went back and watched the whole thing, even though I knew they lost. That was neat to watch. That's why I've been doing like old ones that I really haven't went back and revisited. So that's a good idea. I've I've been you know credit ESPN for broadcasting Korean League baseball. I have not watched a second of it, but it was on. It was Saturday night, about eleven o'clock. Oh, ten, I gotta bring up your tweet now. Ten eleven o'clock. Um, they were broadcasting the uh, Samsung Lions. I know we're playing against some other team, and I only knew two players on either roster. And that was you knew that many. Preston Tucker and Tyler Saladino. T- Tucker played for the Astros. Saladino played for the White Sox Brewers. Um, and I had the most fun time watching that Korean League baseball game. I was just pumped to watch baseball. 11.31 p.m. on May 9th, 2020. Josh Ma at Mundog16 if you want to follow him follow on, me on Twitter. Twitter. Pretty boring right now. Not to complain about actual sports being on TV, but I don't understand why at ESPN continues to subject us to split-screen manager interviews even during KBO games. People don't like it. We learn nothing. Thanks for broadcasting, though. I'm a lifelong Samsung Lions fan. Lifelong. Happy for you. It's been 48 hours now. Happy for you. But uh, something good that ESPN has been showing has been the last dance. Yes, um, I'm dreading it being over. Uh, however, the um, episodes 7 and 8, which aired last night, uh, were two of my favorite episodes they've had so far. Um, for some reason, last week's episodes didn't do it as much for me as uh, these two did. But uh, it's pretty good stuff. Learned quite a bit yep. this week as well. We have a comment I want to get to real quick before we dive deep in that. Thad Mooney. Friend of the show, good good loyal listener and viewer. He said, you have the mental capacity to be a VA doctor. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's, <laughs> there you a, go. that's a compliment or not, but uh, I'll <laughs> pretend it is. I, I had a laugh at that one. Thanks, Mooney. <laughs> so, but episodes seven and eight were last night. Uh, this upcoming Sunday will be the end of the documentary. Really, they could have stopped it after episode seven where Michael got a little emotional yeah. last night. Yeah, his uh, old his papa uh, passed away. That was episode eight. That was episode eight. Episode seven was when. Well, episode eight was when you see him bawling on the ground after yes. they beat the Sonics. End of episode seven was when they were asking him if what he thinks about being not being portrayed as a nice guy. 
That's right. Um, yeah, that that was kind of the climax of it, and it's on its way down now. It's trying. It's kind of finishing up, but uh, I loved episode seven about him going and playing baseball and stuff. Uh, one thing I found interesting, or didn't even think about, if they didn't have the strike in '94 into '95, does Jordan ever come back? Probably less likely. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just yep. I I didn't even think about that either. at all. Didn't even. Um, yep. But it's incredible that he hadn't played baseball in 14 years. They had to put him in Double A, which is pretty advanced pitching um, at that level anyway, because people are actually throwing breaking balls for strikes and can actually locate fastballs and everything. But anyway, I'm getting off track because I love baseball. I miss baseball so much. Um, but they had to put him there because of the. Um, Media, they didn't have the facilities for media down in A-ball. And he goes out and hits over 200. That's insane. That isn't, I mean, Tim is. He's no Tebow. They, I He's mean, no Tebow. Tebow's triple A. Yeah, I mean. I'm just. Jordan is a much better baseball player than Tim Tebow ever wants to be. Yeah. Hey, Timmy's still living um, the dream. Is he, though? It's, it he doesn't is, need to be out there playing, but he's trying. Is making fourteen hundred bucks a month in he's AAA. A he doesn't know. need the he money. He doesn't need it, but he's trying. But ma- uh, Major League Baseball teams need to pay their minor leaguers more. That's the, yeah, uh, that's yeah. The, but getting off track. But it was here. cool to see now Michael had a, the relationship he did with his teammates. They just treat him as one of the guys, not like this basketball yeah, legend. Yeah, um, and I, he needed that yeah. because he he was he was God. Yep. Um, when he was with the Bulls, um, I found it interesting that there were rumors that uh, David Stern, his name David or Daniel? David, it was David. He's passed away. That's now. right. Uh, his name still still David. is David, <laughs> but yeah. Um, that there were rumors he suspended him for 18, 18 months, wasn't it? What was it, eighteen months? Yeah. Um, Stupid. And as the guy said on the show last night you're not going to suspend your number one player on your number one team nope. uh, just to prove a point nope although roger goodell did for four games for four games doesn't count though yeah and uh also episode seven uh, we saw a bad side of scotty pippen yeah he um he quit on his team just dead quit on him um i would have had a hard time not losing respect for him if i were his teammates. Bill Cartwright uh, cried. Yeah, he was after crying. The game because that room. team been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And heck of a shot by Ku Coach, by the way. That wasn't an easy shot. Yeah. Ku Coach, man. <laughs> that poor guy just get, <laughs> got drugged through the mud throughout uh-huh. this whole thing. It seems even, like. e- even before he signed with the Bulls, Pippen and Jordan were uh, talking in the Olympics, were talking yeah, about how they just the wanted to them. destroy him. Yep. I mean, what did he ever do to them? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Jerry Krause. That that's ex- that's exactly why um, they wanted to destroy anything yeah. Kraus loved. Yeah, Kraus kind of looks. He he has the body type of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Even though he's really he's really yeah. short. He's yeah. like five foot two. Yeah, but episode seven was good. Episode eight, I knew I knew the Sonics were going to be on it because it was about that time, anyways, that they hit on Sonics and ESPN tweeted how the Sonics won like sixty five games that year. They were a good team. They were pretty good. They had the glove, Sean Kemp. Yeah. Um, George Carl was a coach. Yeah. I didn't realize Carl was around back then. Yeah. He went there, then Milwaukee, then Denver. Um, One of the better coaches never went at all. He, he was a good one, wasn't he? 
I remember his son Kobe at um, Boise State. Boise State. And he got drafted by the Lakers. I think he had a cup of coffee in uh, the yeah, NBA for the Lakers, I believe. But that was that was fun to see. And mm-hmm. I, did, s- I didn't know what that series. I thought the Bulls won four to one. I didn't mm-hmm. know they won four to two. Well, it looked like they were just going to sweep yeah. them, and then. Um, well, didn't they get up three games? They nothing, were up three and then, nothing, and then then Peyton said, "Switch, put me on Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going on Jordan." And turned the Work. series around for two games. Yeah, he's one of the best defense players. Seattle ever, needs so. an NBA team. You go watch. There's a documentary. It's about two hours long. It's on YouTube. It's called uh, Sonic Gate. I believe that's what it's called. I watched it a couple of years ago on ESPN Classic. Aired it, and it's really good. And City of Seattle got a raw deal. Absolutely. Raw deal. I mean, they thought they had deals in place for a new stadium, deals in place to keep the Sonics around, and they pretty much kind of pulled an earth. They packed up and moved to Oklahoma City. With Kevin Durant after his rookie yep, year. Yep. Make it even harder. And they were about to get Westbrook. Yeah. Because isn't there a picture of him holding a, a Sonic jersey? I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to Google it. But, yeah the, yeah, the Sonics, I mean, that was a loyal NBA town. That's a good sports town. Yeah, they they love their Seahawks. Yep, that's Mariners have just struggled since '01. Yeah, they've only been in the playoffs. They love their sound. They they are big. uh, It's either the Sound or Sounders. Um, When I was in Seattle, 2018, there were a bunch of people staying at our hotel that were going to the Seattle Sound game. Sounders games. It's a big um, big sports town. So I. I tweeted last night, hashtag bring back the uh, Seattle Supersonics. I like it. Yep. We need to get that trending. Yep. Another thing that was interesting was the Space Jam. Oh, yes. Thank stuff. you. Thank you for um, bringing that up. Yep. That was awesome. We loved Space Jam when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be honest, though, I watched it like last year. It doesn't hold up. No. 24 years later. No. Um, But he film for 12 hours then he'd work out for two he'd play i mean he invited all these young nba guys to come and they'd play pickup games and i did have a laugh that, that whoever was talking was like yeah he had the best players in the nba nba out there barkley ewing reggie sean bradley I'm like Wait a <laughs> <second."> <laughs> i did the same thing because sean was in the tall. movie um, he was in the movie was he him mugsy bogues Lottie divak i remember him um but the the ones that the monsters took were Sean Bradley's because he got the tall guy, uh, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, Patrick Larry Ewing, Johnson. and Charles Barkley hmm. were the ones they stole. Well, Bradley went like second overall that year or yeah. the year before. Um, but it was fascinating that he brought him out there just to get a scouting report on these yeah. young guys that he'd never played against before. Mm-hmm. It just showed. Um, or guys he knew he was playing against a lot in the mm-hmm. season. I mean, Reggie hadn't been in the league that long by... 87. 87, really? Okay. And they showed last night he played He played 18 years in the league. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, 87 to 05. Hmm. Yeah, and he'll he'll be a focal point on the next episode with the Pacers. That was a great series. Um, yeah. Seven-gamer. Pacers I uh, probably should have had him. But. Saw a lot of Pacers fans tweeting last night that it's hard to play eight against five. I... <laughs> Didn't see that, but I believe it. I believe it. A lot of Pacer fans still. Jordan and the Bulls are not liked very yeah. well in this state, and Reggie Miller is probably not in any other state except Indiana. Really, I bet from about Kokomo North, Bulls fans. Maybe not Kokomo. Maybe maybe Fulton County North. I don't know. I, I it would be hard to leave us a comment or something if you're on Facebook and you remember the Jordan era and you're were you a Pacer fan or a Bulls fan. 
back then if you lived around the area. Also leave your address, credit card number, and social security card number, and we'll uh, we'll get you taken care of. <laughs> you just ruined it. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, it, but it, it, it's going to be a good episode 9 and 10. To yeah, to wrap looking it up. forward to it. I'm it, dreading that it's going to be over. I'm interested to see John Stockton's part because they just filmed that a week or two ago. Oh, really? And they he, it was really hard for them to get him on camera because yeah, he uh, he said he was only doing it if he was able to say what he wanted to say. I don't think he was a big Jordan fan. That was 22 Stockton. years ago. So, so um, no. Did you know where they're filming Jordan's things at or not his house? Mm. No, I did not. Three different houses. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing, he uh, was wearing number 45 when he came back, and Nick Anderson, former line not great. Um, I, f- I, f- I forget the quote he had, but it made Jordan mad, and Jordan said he'd never switch back to – not 23 yeah. or something like well, that. Well, yeah, something like that. But Jordan said he'd never switch back to 23 because uh, that was his dad's number or – It was his first number he ever wore um, in basketball in high school. And – Nick Anderson said something stupid. Jordan switched to 23. See, I, I had forgot that. I thought he finished that year 45 and switched back the next year permanently to 23. I didn't know he switched in the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't know a lot that I learned from last uh, last night's episodes. The previous three, we kind of we knew some of the story, but last night I didn't know. It's also interesting to all. see former players like Horace Grant and B.J. Armstrong mm-hmm. want to give it back to the Bulls so bad. Yeah. I think Phil and Michael were pretty hard on some of those guys. Yeah. I mean, they carried Horace off after they beat him, uh, and they were booing him and stuff. I mean, Horace was a huge part of those first three championship teams. And he was a heck of a player Um, for the Magic, too. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. Jordan, I mean, you could see last night Jordan was really hard on his teammates and just wasn't a very nice guy because he he wanted to win so bad, and he – you know, he'd say, well, I was just trying to get them to get to my competitiveness. But I don't think anyone's ever been as competitive as a Michael Jordan. Um, him and Steve Kerr went at it. Yep, punched uh, each other. Yeah, Kerr elbowed him right in the chest, didn't he? And then Michael hauled off and hit him. Right in the eye. Hit the five foot ten fella. <laughs> uh, Thad Mooney said Jordan got fined $25,000 for switching back to 23. Yeah, the Bulls got fined hundred grand. Oh, I don't um, know that. So... Interesting. Which is kind doesn't of doesn't surprise me. That's stupid. Uh, it's a hundred grand. Does, but it doesn't surprise me that. Uh, What's the big deal? Well, my guess is, I don't know. Um, he played what fifteen games or something. There was probably something with that they were selling forty-five jerseys. It's probably something to do with that. I don't know. That's just a guess. It's dumb. I'm sure they sold a lot of forty-five jerseys, even though I don't think I've ever seen one. I am in person. That'd be a cool one to get, though. That would be neat. So, any other thoughts on episode seven and eight, or no. things you're looking forward to on nine and ten? Besides, both jazz series are going to be. It's going to be a good one. I, I wonder if Carl Malone's going to be. Has he been on there yet? He hadn't been on yet, but I, I'm I'm guessing he will um, be. It's got to be painful for those guys. Sure, I mean the Bulls, Jazz were a good team. Uh, my dad was telling me at the beginning of the Bulls dynasty, he was rooting for the Bulls. And about after the third one, he started rooting against them. He got well, a little tiring. That's kind of how it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is interesting because a lot of nation probably loved Michael Jordan and the Bulls, but if you weren't a Bulls, I don't know. I could see a lot of people not liking them too. Mm-hmm. Which as though with like the Patriots, more people I would say don't like them than do like them. So. 
I don't think there's many Patriot fans outside of yes, um, yes, Boston area, New England area. Yes, um, but the NBA is more of a players league. Exactly. I think people just like players. Exactly. And, like my my dad was even saying, I haven't really had an NBA team since the Celtics back with Bird, and I'm like, you say you like the Mavericks past. Well, I like Dirk now. I like Luca. He goes, I like certain players. I'm kind of the same way. I call myself a Pacer fan, but I I don't really care. When Darren Williams was in the league, um, he was my favorite player because of the Illini connection. And um, I'd call myself a Bulls fan, but when the Bulls would play the Jazz or Nets, I would find myself rooting yeah. for the Jazz. I think it's the easiest the league Nets. to do that. Easiest. Yeah. By far. And I don't know of too many people that – do not. I'm sure there's a ton of people that didn't like Michael back then. Um, but according to, of course, I follow a lot of Chicago people on the Twitter, um, and of course they're all loving it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't seen one like disparaging word about Michael. Of course, it's been 22 years as well. But I did see one guy that reports on like some Big Ten stuff. Said he couldn't stand Michael, and he's making fun of Michael last night for wearing his shorts backwards. I, I saw that one too. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> But good stuff. Looking forward to Sunday. Not looking forward to it to wrap up, but at least ESPN's got some other short yes. 30 for 30 documentaries I'm coming. I'm really looking forward to that Lance Armstrong one. That's going to be hard to watch because um, I really liked Lance Armstrong a lot. And the good thing is he did bring millions and millions and millions of dollars to cancer research, but he lied and cheated. I remember in high school I read his autobiography. Yep, I did too. Um, and it was a pretty good one. Yep. But that's, I mean, that's going to be a good one. Um, that's the biggest cheating sport there is, cycling. Yeah, the doping. That's that's the first time I'd ever heard of doping. Yeah, was that, and that even includes the steroid era and baseball. And it will be interesting. The, the one I'm not really looking forward to, but I'll watch it just to learn more. Is the Bruce Lee? I wasn't really into but, that at all. Um, no, because probably the, won't watch it. Aren't all of them one episode except the Lance ones two? Yeah, the Lance is a back to back Sunday nighter, yeah, and all the rest um, are one. Yeah, and then the. Um, I forget what the title of it is. The 98 Home Run Chase, um, Long Gone Summer is what it was called. Of course, I'm looking forward to that because Sosa is actually going to do an interview. and uh, totally, be He looks totally different now than he did. Yeah, <laughs> to uh, hear him and McGuire talk about it. Uh, so that was kind of – I mean, it helped save baseball after the whole strike and everything. But then at the same time, that was kind of the beginning of the yeah. – probably darkest days in sure. baseball when it comes to steroid use and all that. Yeah. So be interesting to uh, learn more about that one. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, NFL schedule came out last week, like we said. That's one of your favorite days of the year, isn't it? I always look forward to it, but usually it's before the draft. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I look forward to it because – but in this case, it's getting – it's gotten me excited for something that might not even happen, but yeah, I'm I'm still at the I'll see it when I believe it when it comes to or I'll, I'll believe it when I see I'll see it when I believe it. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it uh, when it comes to anything baseball football. So I'm holding out hope, but at the same time, I'm trying to guard myself. Yeah, yeah, um, but it opens up the season. Texans at Chiefs uh, Thursday night NBC. It's a good one. Those are probably playoff rematch. I would say the two premier quarterbacks in the AFC now. I don't call Deshaun Watson a premier quarterback in the AFC. 
Who who else is in the AFC? Tom Brady's no longer there. Yeah. Now you put me on the spot. But, yeah. Um, Justin Herbert. Tua. Uh, Joe Burrow. No. Lamar John, Jackson. Oh, put Lamar, him over. Yeah, Lamar Sean Jackson. Watson. There. Forgot about Lamar. I apologize. Um, I wouldn't put Big Ben over him. No. Baker. Wouldn't put, heck no. Probably wouldn't put Phillip over him. Heck no. Josh Allen. Heck no. Darnold. Nah. Tannehill, probably not. No, definitely not. I'm not as sold as Watson as a lot of people, but I am. But his offensive line's terrible. That's been a Texan staple forever. Yeah, ever since they've been in the league. So I, I don't think they'll be very good, though. I think the Colts, Titans, and Texans will all be fighting for the AFC South title. I think the Jaguars have potential to be the worst team in the league. In the NFL, really? Yep. Hmm. Wouldn't shock me at all seeing them do bad and get Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sold yeah. on Gardner Minshew. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm sold on him, but he showed enough to at least be the starter this year. I would say. Yeah. Well, they didn't really have much of a choice. I mean, they still had Nick Foles, and they traded him away. Yeah. You know, he wasn't much better either. But then, yeah, the Bears got Nick Foles was far, was far worse than Minshew. Yeah, Foles isn't good unless he's in an Eagle jersey. He's proved that time and time again. Made a lot of money though. Yes. Um, Colts start off at the Jaguars. Speaking of the Jaguars, be a nice W to start the year. It should be. Um, yeah, Colts. I, I, I will say about if there's no fans, I think the team that has the best home field advantage now would be the. It would probably be both the Denver Broncos and the Miami Dolphins. Denver Broncos with the uh, thin air. I mean, I mean, you're not going to have to worry about crowd noise or anything or intimidation, but you have the thin air. In Miami, you have that humidity. Yeah, and, and that's one thing. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing I always look up in the schedule is, at least considering for the Broncos, is in this year they don't really have any cold games. But usually where, if they have to play in a hot climate like Miami, are they playing early in the season or late? You're hoping it's late in the season. And if they're playing like a Buffalo, are they playing early or late in the season? The Dolphins are scheduled to be in Buffalo January second. <laughs> to have fun with that, but you got you guys kind of are used to it because you have to play Buffalo every year. So yeah, but not every year. Not every year that in January, time. but um, I mean, it, it does seem like they play Buffalo in December quite a bit, though. Denver goes to uh, Kansas City in December. It seems like that ha- that's a Sunday night I, game. Sounds like it seems like that happens every year. I think it, it used to be much worse for the Dolphins to go to cold climates, but now it's, it's yeah. nothing yeah. for whatever reason because they could never win in cold climates, but they've been pretty good here the past couple years. So. And I also look if the Broncos ever have to travel east, if they have like back-to-back east games or anything because they struggle usually with 1 o'clock starts in, in the Midwest or the east for whatever reason. But, but looking at the Colts' schedule, I mean, they got at Jacksonville week one, Minnesota at home week two. Jets at home week three at the Bears week four. That's always a big matchup around here. I think they start out at least three and zero at Browns week five. Bengals at home week six. Six and zero. I mean, it's uh, looking uh, pretty nice. And then it's uh, at Detroit week seven. You got the Ravens at home week eight at Titans week nine. Or not week nine. This is just games. I uh-huh. doesn't say when their buy is. Uh, Packers at home. Titans at home at. Texans at Raiders, Texans at home at Steelers, and then uh, Jaguars at home. So, I think pretty, they pretty manageable schedule. They had the easiest schedule when it comes to uh, 
win percentage from last year. But it changes so much from year to year um, that you don't really know. No uh, primetime games for them besides a Thursday nighter at Tennessee. Hmm. They didn't get any. I'm surprised they didn't get a Monday. Yeah. You know, they haven't had one at Lucas Oil in a long time. Like just a primetime game. Mm-hmm. If they have, it's been on the road. Looking at the Bears' schedule, they got they're at Detroit uh, for the first game. Then they have the Giants at home, at Falcons, uh, Colts at home, Buccaneers at home, at Panthers, at Rams, Saints at home, at Titans, Vikings at home, at Packers, Lions at home, Texans at home, at Vikings at Jaguars, and then the Packers at home. And um, one of my dad's really good friends, Sean Shriver, loyal viewer and listener of the show, he had a few notes about the NFL schedule here um, that were interesting. And this one involves your Dolphins. In a rare situation, the Jets and Dolphins play each other in consecutive games. They are scheduled to play in Miami November 15th, and both teams have a bye on November 22nd. Then on November 29th, they play in the Meadowlands. Really first, weird. First time in 29 years that's happened in the NFL. I was going to bring that up. Thanks for uh, thanks for ruining my uh, You're welcome. little segment there. The Lions have one home game in September and one home game in October. That's it. Wow. So two home games in the first two months. Um, the Ravens will not be on a plane between September 21st and November 7th. The longest flight they have is to Indianapolis. Wow. And uh, Peter Keene said that the decision to not have any buys until week five was uh, so the NFL could start the season as late as October 11th and take the first four weeks and place it at the end of the regular season if need be. In other words, it gives NFL flexibility to move one, two, three, or even all four weeks to the end of the season. The Giants do not have a Sunday night game scheduled for the first time in their history. Good. And I saw the Redskins also don't have a primetime game for the first time since 80-something. They don't deserve one. Um, I think Redskins could be the worst team in the NFL. Um, So sick of the NFC. Chris Collinsworth was hoping they'll get flexed to New York sometime this year because there's no trips to New York for the Sunday night crew. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And uh, speaking of announcers, did you see where um, Tessator and Booger McFarlane are out? out? Which I didn't think Tessator did a horrible job. Booger was horrendous. I like Tessator. Um, Booger was terrible when he was in the Booger Mobile um, on the sideline or whatever they called that thing. And then he was terrible in the booth. He was terrible during the draft. Um, He's just not very good. I don't know. Maybe they make – I know Romo signed that huge deal. Maybe they try to buy him out of it. I think we're going to end up with, uh, it could be like McAfee, Dan Orlowski, Hasselback, Riddick. I mean, they said they're going to be in-house. That's what it said. It was going to be in-house. Give I, me Riddick over all those guys. You know who I would like? It's probably not gonna be, I'd like Kirk Herbstreit. Who would he do NFL? In, like, uh, in Fowler, Chris Fowler. Bring those two back. They used to do. Or they still do, though, Saturday night games. Would they be able to do both? Yeah, you can do Saturday and Monday if they want to. It's a lot of work. On top of doing game day, they won't. Be. I don't. If there aren't fans, I don't know if they'll be game day. Yeah, they probably won't. I didn't even think about Maybe that. Maybe not, but hopefully, hopefully I do like that idea because I like both of them. Um, I, yeah, that's just me being kind of hopeful. Um, yeah, I like Joe Tess. Um, I like Sean McDonough though. Uh, Maybe I did hear that ESPN was going to try to trade for Al Michaels. That was when they were trying to get paid Manning. Maybe Manning's but, interested now. Who knows. Well, 
you remember Drew Brees was already set to go to NBC. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of, I think that Manning chip sailed, at least for the time being. I don't know. I don't know anything. Oh, they need to get preparing for it. Because those <sighs> things, I don't know how, how long they those got, things take. Uh, but. Got like four months. No, I. I mean, I don't know. Could hire him the day before. Highly doubtful. <laughs> Never run your own company, please. I'll I'll think about that today because I'm reading. I said this last week. I'm reading Shoe Dog, the Phil mm-hmm. Knight. I don't know how anyone runs their own uh, company. It seems so stressful. And a quick note on the the Broncos schedule. They start off the year Monday night, the second Monday night game. You love that second one, don't year. you? 10.30 start. Yeah, it's just my favorite. Hopefully you don't have a migraine this oh, year. That was bad last <laughs> year. But uh, at home against the Titans, that'll be interesting. They got to start off good or they're in trouble because then week two they go at Pittsburgh. Then they host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Which I do like that they're getting them early. The earlier the better, I think, against Tampa Bay because uh-huh. once Brady gets things firing down there, that could be pretty dangerous. It's just kind of interesting you bring that up because the Dolphins play at New England. Uh, week one, and That's I, a good time. I would, I'm you thinking think the exact oh, opposite. Really? They've never seen Jarrett Stidham before. That's true. Um, That's I'd true. much rather play them week eight for the first twice, time. Though. Yeah, but I'd much rather play them week like even four for the first time than week one. The Broncos get the Patriots at New England week five. They're at the Jets week four and a Thursday nighter. Get your Dolphins on week six at home. Home against Kansas City week seven. Then they have a bye. Then they're at Atlanta, which was supposed to be in London. But now it's Atlanta home In game. London? At Vegas. They'll make their Vegas debut after that. They got Chargers at home, Saints at home, at Kansas City on a Sunday night, at Carolina, Buffalo at home, at L.A. in their new stadium, and then Vegas at home. The Dolphins also play in Vegas either uh, the day after Christmas or the 27th. Yep. My dad and I have actually mentioned maybe flying out for that one. That'd be if cool. If there's uh, fans, but I doubt we do yeah. just because – Right after Christmas. And another thing, okay, so say they're only emitting fifty percent fans or whatever. It's gonna I be season ticket holders only, right? I think it'd be less than that. I think I mean the Dolphins had that what fifteen thousand? Yeah, that was just a um which I think plan. I I think the most likely and logical scenario is just no fans at all. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um but again there's a lot of revenue. Yeah, but I and I know I'm not. I know you got to be safe. Uh, I'm just saying it's a lot of a lot of money. You're the NCAA money. gave up eight hundred million. I know not having the NCAA tournament. That's eighty percent over oh. over eighty percent. They're of hurting their from it. Annual revenue. And if they don't have college football, we're going to see some universities crumble. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we might see in college football. We might see some universities play and some not. It might be a crazy year. That's what might I'm see some conferences play, some not. Might have to scrap the schedules and play whoever you can play. Might be wild. It's going to be wild, be wild. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – but if you, unless you have any uh, Dolphins schedule notes. Uh, they play the Bengals, uh, which is, I want to say, week 13. Assuming Joe Burrow is going to be the starter all year. Well, it'll they be, don't have a backup right now, do they? Because they said they weren't too worried about getting a veteran backup. Seemed like they drafted someone. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Because they got rid of Dalton. Um, but will Tua be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins at that point? In week thirteen. It's 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 in. I want to say it's in December. I would say. I would say Fitzpatrick at least starts the first half of the year. Oh, but, I but I I, I, I think what they do is put 
two on the IR designated to return where he can come back week eight. Because they still have Josh Rosen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Forgot uh, about I him. completely forget about him. Um, oh, poor guy. <laughs> I do think the Dolphins will be out of it by that point, so why not let him play yeah. four games? The defense should be much improved. But um, And since the NFL draft, Tua has the highest-selling jersey in the NFL. Oh, wow. Um, ahead of uh, – he actually has the highest two, the white and the uh, aqua, the green. Wow. Are the two highest – There's a lot of Alabama fans. Selling in the NFL. Well, State it's, of Hawaii. It's, and there's a ton of Dolphins fans around the uh, world. They just don't go – country. They just don't go to Dolphins games. <laughs> Tom's number three. They should get more primetime games then. If See, that that was the thing. Uh, most people thought they would get a few more, but no one knows if Tua's going to even yeah. be playing for one. And they kind of need to earn them because they weren't good enough last year to earn them. Yeah. But uh, that was good stuff. But it'll be interesting. I mean, games are now on paper. so On paper. Yep. You came up with a little fun segment that you put a lot of time into, so I want to give you uh, the remaining of the show to go over it. I did a 2010 Major League Baseball first-round redraft. Worked on it yesterday afternoon. Took me about an hour and a half. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> um, I did not include the supplemental first round. Uh, so I did picks 1 through 31. Um, actually, the Yankees picked 32 that year, but there was a supplemental round pick in between them and the Angels. That was weird. And I only picked players... Um, I only picked from players that signed that year. Chris Bryant and Aaron Judge were both drafted that year but didn't sign, so they are not in this. But number one overall, Washington Nationals, their original pick was Bryce Harper in 2010. Pretty good one. Their new pick, Chris Sale. Not not taking Bryce number one. Chris Sale went 13th overall uh, that year to the White Sox. Out of? I don't even quiz me on college. Colleges that baseball players went to. I think he went to like North Florida or something weird. Mm. Florida Gulf Coast, maybe. Uh, Number two, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Their original pick was Jameson Tyone. Their new pick, Jacob deGrom, who went in the ninth round. Wow, that was a steal. Honestly, it's a a coin flip between him and Sale. Number three, the Baltimore Orioles' original pick was Manny Machado. Their new pick, Manny Machado. I do not like that guy. Kansas City Royals' original pick. Christian Cologne, ever heard of him? I have heard of, I think I have, but. I don't know if you have. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard of Cologne, but Bartolo Cologne. Their new pick, Bryce Harper, falls three spots. Number five, the Cleveland Indians' original pick was Drew Pomeranz, pitcher. Their new pick, Christian Yelich, who went 23rd Your overall boy. that year. My boy. Um, nah, he's not my boy. I I really liked him when he was with the Marlins and wanted the Cubs trade for him. And of course, it's a stupid, stupid Brewers. Number six, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Their original pick was Barrett Lou. Never heard of him. Never made the majors. Mm, that's a good reason why I never heard of him. Their new pick, Andrelton Simmons. But he said he was round. a Diamondback. I yes. bet he played in uh, South Bend for a little bit. He might have. He might have. L-O-U-X is his last name. How he's spelled. What was his first name? Barrett. He might have skipped... South Bend. Anyway, the Mets picked seventh that year, and their original pick was Matt Harvey. Their new pick, Noah Sendergaard. That's him. Played for the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs ended up signing him after because he had some injury issues. Yeah, that's the only oh, so system he, he ever played with. So Cubs. he didn't play at all then. did He He must not have signed then. It was uh, town level Myrtle Beach. Oh, I didn't realize the Cubs had Myrtle Beach then, 2011. 
Uh, they were affiliated with the Texas Rangers. Oh, that's right. He didn't sign and, and then, then was taken then in the third round last year. He was in or the Cubs next system year. in 2013. That's right. Iowa Cubs. I forgot. But he never made the major, so it doesn't so, matter. So, no, he did not play for South Bend. But their new pick, Andrew Elton Simmons, who went in the uh, second round. No. Yes, second round. Nah, I'm on to the Mets. You screwed me up. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, their original pick was Matt Harvey. Remember him? The Dark Knight. Their yep. new pick, Noah Syndergaard. 38th overall by the Blue Jays. Did you know that he was drafted by the Blue Jays? Traded for R.A. Dickey, knuckleballer. Yeah, I remember him. He was a Matt, too, for a little bit, right? I think he ended up going to the Mets afterwards, or maybe bef- Well, he obviously was beforehand because they were traded for each other from the Mets and Blue Jays. <laughs> we're smart. <laughs> 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 Number eight, the Houston Astros picked Delino DeShields, Jr. I remember his dad. Uh, he's still playing in the majors. Not his dad. <laughs> the junior is. Uh, their new pick, JT Realmuto, catcher, third round pick that year. Number nine, the San Diego Padres took Karsten Whitson. Didn't sign. Ends up going to college. Getting hurt. Never. Uh, That's too bad. Ended up getting. Yeah, it was a bad deal. Their new pick, Yasmani Grandal, who went 12th overall that year. Um, signed with the White Sox this offseason. Number 10, the Oakland A's original pick was Michael Choice, outfielder. Their new pick, Kevin Kiermeyer. Hey! He went in the 31st round. Good glove. Very good glove. And that's why his w- wins above replacement was so high. It's because of his glove. Doesn't hit that much. But uh, I'm going 10th. Out of Parkland uh, College, which is like four miles from the University of Illinois. He's originally from Fort, Fort Wayne, Wayne, right? Huge Purdue basketball fan. And football fan. Is he? Bigger basketball, I'd say, but yeah. Number 11, the Toronto Blue Jays took Deck McGuire with their original pick. In relation to Mark? Not spelled the same. Okay, so no. (laughs) New pick, James Paxton. Yeah. Yankee now, who went in the fourth round that year. 12th pick, Cincinnati Reds took Yasmani Grandal. Their new pick, Adam Eaton, who went in the 19th round. Padre for a while, right? No, that was the pitcher Adam Eaton. This is the outfielder that's oh. playing with the Nationals. Oh, okay. He's yeah. with the White Sox Nationals. Thirteenth okay. pick, the Chicago White Sox. The original pick was Chris Sale. He jumped up quite a bit in this redraft. New pick, Nicholas Castellanos, who went uh, 44th Red overall. Red now. Yes. Which it looks like they're going to have the universal DH. Yep. Um, which is good. Which is needed to happen, but I uh, wish the Cubs would have held on to him now because he would have been a perfect DH. The Brewers picked 14th. Their original pick was Dylan Covey, who pitched for the White Sox a little bit. He ended up not signing, I want to say. Their new pick, Jameson Tyone, who went second. 15th, the Rangers took Jake Skull. Their new pick, Cole Calhoun, went in the eighth round. Cubs picked 16th. Their original pick, I talked about this a few weeks ago, took Hayden Simpson, one of the biggest draft busts uh, in Cubs history. Their new pick, Eddie Rosario, who went in the fourth round as a Twins. 17th overall, the Tampa Bay Rays took Josh Sale. Their new pick, Whit Merrifield. Eighth round. He's a Kansas City Royal. Okay. That's why I've never heard of him. Um, The Angels picked – Angels had like four picks in this draft. The Angels picked 18th, and their original pick was Caleb Cowart. New pick, Jock Peterson, who went in the uh, Hmm. 10th round. He's been in a couple home run derbies. Yes, yeah. He was good in the home run derby, too. The Astros picked 19th. Their original pick was Mike Fultonevich. New pick, Matt Harvey. Fell down from 7th to 19th in this yep. redraft. Is he still in the league? His, the arm, his arms like fell off. I want to say he was with the Angels last year. Okay. The Red Sox picked 20th, 
and picked Colbrin Vitek out of <laughs> Ball State. I was going to say Hawaii or something. That was um, Theo Epstein's last, not last pick, second to last pick oh. with the uh, Boston Red Sox. Interesting. Their new pick, Drew Pomerantz, who fell from fifth overall. Have heard of him. Twins picked 21st, and they picked Alex Wimmers out of Ohio State. New pick, Corey Dickerson. Yeah. Must be a Rocky at one time. In the Ray. eighth round. A lot of most of these guys were taken real late. The uh, Rangers picked twenty second, and they picked Kellen Deglin, who never made it to the show. He was a catcher. New pick, Robbie Ray, who's a pitcher for the uh, Diamondbacks. Cool name. Twelfth round, Robbie Ray. Marlins picked twenty third, and they picked Christian Yelich. Their new pick, Mike Fultonevich, who went nineteenth overall. Downgrade. Yeah, big time. Uh, Fulton Evans is not bad with the Braves, oh, he's no but uh, he's no Yelich. Not many people are. Giants picked 24th, and they picked outfielder Gary Brown. Their new pick, Aaron Sanchez, who went 34th overall to the Blue Jays. Cardinals picked 25th. Their original pick was Zach Cox. New pick, Blake Trinan, who went in the 23rd round. Wow. It's quite a, uh, it's quite a bonus boost there, money-wise. The Rockies... We're on the clock with 26th pick. Took Kyle Parker, former Clemson quarterback, starting quarterback, um, with the 26th pick. Their new pick, Taiwan Walker, who went 43rd. Phillies picked 27th. They took Jesse Biddle. New pick, Jed Jerko, who went second round. <laughs> um, Dodgers picked Zach Lee with the 28th pick. New pick, Adam Duvall, who went in the 11th round. Duvall. Um, <laughs> I hate, I hate That's a dumb the chance. Jaguars so much. <laughs> The Angels picked 29th and 30th. Their first pick, Cam Bedrosian. Bedrosian You've done a pretty good job pronouncing um, names. I would have botched about half of them. New pick, Drew Smiley, who went in the second round. Then with their 30th pick. He's they happy took, a lot. He wasn't very smiley because he had Tommy John surgery. Um, oh, there goes my joke. Uh, they took Chevy Clark, who was one of the worst hitters in minor league baseball history. I bet he drives a Ford. <laughs> New pick, Evan Gaddis, who went 23rd round. Uh, Yankees on the clock took. I have no idea. Cedo Culver. Never made it to the show. Their new pick, Addison Reed, who went third round. That Cedo likes to eat at Culver's. Yes. <laughs> I was trying, though, man, with my humor. It wasn't yeah. landing, but I was trying. You know, that was f- a lot more fun to do than it was to say out loud. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the effort. That was, uh, it took a lot of planning. and Now my head hurts. So, we got about uh, five minutes left. You need five minutes to think about your birdie bogey? No, I have a guess, but uh, it's not a very good one. Tell me the question again. Speak really slowly, though. Okay. So, last night on the last dance, they were talking about, you know, of course, Jordan made the All-Star game pretty much every year he ever played. I think, I'm sure there there might have been a year or two he didn't make it. I don't know, though. But, um, no, probably not. He probably made it every year he played. But, uh during the year he played in the minor league system for the White Sox, the Bulls still had three all-stars. Three guys make the all-star game. It was Scottie Pippen was one B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong and was Horace? Horace Grant, that yep. Okay. So that got me thinking, who, after Michael had officially retired for the second time and was done with the Bulls before he came back to the Wizards, who was the Bulls' next all-star? Mm. They had some really bad teams, but they had a few talented players on those teams. They even had a number one draft pick. There's two guys that pop into my head. 
The number one is that a clue? The number one <laughs> draft pick? Because he 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 is one of the two that uh, came into my head. She had a couple number one draft picks. Yes, I and can't. they had a number two draft pick and another one that Lou they Alden. traded. I wasn't even thinking of him. He was top ten. I thought he was number two. They took two guys in the top ten the same year. They traded for one of them. They were both big guys. Well, was that Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler? Man. <laughs> one of the guys in my head is Eddie Curry, but I, that's not my official answer yet. There's another one that's probably going to be my answer. And if I get it wrong, I'm going to be extremely um, not upset. I'm going to be disappointed. Um, that's Ben Gordon. Mm. Mm. Is that your final answer? That didn't, uh, your little hmm didn't uh, give me much confidence. Hey, I could be a good actor today. I've never known you to be a very good actor, so. Uh, give me Ben Gordon. Final answer. Lock it in. Uh, Derek Rose. Seriously, I wasn't, he wasn't even oh, on eight, oh, nine. radar. That's pathetic. 10 years, yep. 11 it years. Was, it was actually, maybe it was oh, 09, or, or it might have been. 10, 11, yeah, it was... I know uh, I know. Luol Dang made an all-star. Yeah, yes. 08, 09 would have been his rookie year. Um, Luol Dang made an all-star team, at least one. Yes, he did. But, but man, that's pathetic. Yeah, of course, it, Ben Gordon came off the bench for him, so... It was... Um, I was also thinking Kirk It went from 97, 98, clear to 09, 10. Pathetic. Luol made it in 11, 11 12. 12. And 12, 13 was Dang and Noah. I can't believe Joe came. I tried to bait you team. into an Elton Brand. Didn't even That's think. who I was trying to Didn't bait you in. Didn't even think Elton with, Brand with the number one draft. When pick. you said number one overall pick, I was thinking Eddie Curry. But did he, he go was, number one? No. no, that's right. No, he did not. I was trying to bait you into Didn't Elton even, Brand. Of course, he, he was only there two years. I yeah. wasn't even thinking. Hmm. Yep, that was a good one. Yep, I thought you were a big D Rose fan. I thought you'd get that one. But I it's pathetic be just to think they went 11 that years. That's they are just trash. Garbage. I went through, and of course, you could say this, you know, oh, without Michael Jordan. But without Michael Jordan, this franchise is awful. It's nothing. I mean, just terrible. That's but you could say that for a lot of NBA franchises. But, like, the Lakers have had so many great players. You take one away, they're still pretty good throughout their history. Yeah, you you, you take out Kareem. I mean, Magic's still leading them. And it's still on Wilt. I mean, the teams of yeah. four, Jerry, Elton J. Baylor, uh, <laughs> James Worthy. I mean, they still had a lot of good guys. Shaq. Yeah, Shaq, Kobe. Kobe. But you take out Michael from the Bulls, the Bulls are nothing. Might not even be a franchise anymore. Yeah, they weren't very good, were they? <laughs> I, I couldn't name you one player from the Bulls before Jordan got there. <laughs> not one. No. I'm sure I know of some, but I can't off the top of my head. No. So, Wrap us up, J-Man. Thanks for watching, listening, <laughs> subscribing to the Tan and J-Man Show. I did not do a book it this week. I got it Ooh. wrong. Uh, but the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, and farm, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Also contact him at travis.watchering at infb.com. Prop up the... Uh wooden logo there so they can see Thad Mooney who commented earlier on the podcast made that nice little 
liquid and uh, structure for us. So it's we're beautiful. Gonna, we're going to get that hunt up somewhere down here. So I couldn't stop staring at it before the show. <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Like Josh said, we'll be back next Monday, same time, same channel, same podcast platform for another episode of the Tan J Man Show. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay sane, everybody.